Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Overland Philosopher Podcast. We're excited that you're here, and I have some special guests waiting to visit with you. Mark and Mary from Wanderlost Overland. They're wandering. They're lost. Let me tell you, they have done a great job of entertaining us over the years, and I have a great conversation with them, and I hope you'll stick around right after a word from one of our sponsors. February 13th and 14th of 2021, we're going to have Midwest Off-Road and Overlanding Expo in Springfield, Missouri. You're not going to want to miss this. 80,000 square feet, over 100 vendors, everything that you could possibly think of. You're not going to want to miss this at the fairgrounds in Springfield, Missouri. Okay, so we are live on the Overland Philosopher Podcast. Now, normally... I would say, welcome to the podcast. We're glad you're here, blah, 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 and all this good stuff and blabbing here and blabbing there. But you know what? I forgot to hit record. And Mark was right in the middle of telling us how they got started on their videos. So we're going to take up from there. Sorry about that. That's just the way it goes sometimes. Canoeists. We've been doing uh, uh, wilderness canoe trips for many decades. Until, you know, we got a little little older, and then we decided that we preferred a, a more comfortable bed to sleep in when we're camping instead of just on the ground. So that's when we got into the overlanding thing. Uh, what about, well, be, actually before we even knew there was a name for it, but officially, I guess, four or five years ago. So, okay. so I think what started us off in this whole... Um, Wanderlust Overland thing is we were actually canoeing the Green River and we got off the green and there was some type of FJ event going on in Moab and mm -hmm. all the lifted FJs were driving down the street and I just thought that was the coolest thing and um, we still had our stock FJ and I drove it every day it was my daily driver and I thought that it was so cool at the time I I had told mark we weren't gonna do anything yeah to as soon as we bought it i wanted to lift it and everything but she said no um oh. but after i saw a <laughs> fjs in moab i decided that that was really cool yeah so when we got home i wrote up this proposal about how we should start working on our fj yeah, and, and, and do modifications. Yep. And I wrote out the pros and cons and, and what I thought we should do, and we started doing it. Yeah, we had, we had um, well, when we decided to build it, I looked at other people's build threads, and we come from a, uh, a videography company that we had. Uh, um, doing canoe. Doing canoeing and kayaking videos for, we did that for eight years before we even got into the overlanding thing. Okay. So we've been on YouTube since. Oh gosh, when when you used to be able to pirate music. <laughs> oh know? wow, that's that's a that is a while ago, yeah. A long time ago. Uh, yeah, so I I looked at these uh, write ups and pictures and that, and being a, a video person, we decided to just do it all in videos. So that's when we uh, we first started out with Mark and Mary's FJ Cruiser build on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we did that for. Two years, and then we knew we were going to get another vehicle, so we chose the Forerunner, and then that's when we 
changed our name to Wanderlust. And uh, yeah, it's that's been a few years now doing that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you came up with the Wanderlust name when you bought your Forerunner? Yeah, well, before. Before. We were actually walking through downtown Denver with our daughter. She lived out there at the time in that city. Brainstorming. Brainstorming for a name. And uh, we came up with Wanderlust because, you know, we tend to get lost once in a while. Um, yeah, we wander <laughs> and, and Mark won't look at a map or... Well, now... <laughs> well, no, you don't look at the map until you know you're lost. Then you figure out... Exactly. Exactly. I think my dad has been accused of that a few times by my mother. Um, in fact, I think that's... Back in uh, uh, your generation, a long time ago, uh, that was pretty common for the man <laughs> to get accused of that pretty long. He just won't look at a map. He just won't look at a map. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that about my dad and, and people... Uh, in in your generation, so yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty funny. But it's great that you have somebody uh, that you are married to that shares your love for the outdoors because I'm the same way, and that is a super great thing in life to have that. Yeah, unfortunately, we come across a lot of people, most people actually, couples that where the spouse just doesn't get into it, and yeah. they have to go their separate ways and that's a sad thing it is it is um my wife and i met uh we both ride motorcycles i ride my own she rides her own and um we bought our fj and little did i know of the cult following that the fj has mm -hmm. in the world and uh she tells me she and it was her idea to buy the fj because we we were walking around and she said i've never seen one of those and i said well i've always loved these and I ended up buying one, and now she loves it so much that she went and bought one. And, you know, it's we've just got in it together, and it's just a great, great thing to have that spouse that, that wants to go and wants to do and wants to travel and be right there with you every step of the way and enjoys it as much as you do. And, and I'm, I'm the same way. I know so many that uh, guys who have to travel by themselves, and, um, you know, it's just, it's just not the same. Um, so it's, no. that's a great thing. It is. It's, well, that's it's, awesome. It's, Your wife must be pretty cool. Yeah. She's pretty amazing. She's, uh, she's pretty amazing. She, um, well, of course, you know, she rides her own motorcycle, which is a Harley Davidson. So she's cool anyway. And I can't take her anywhere without everybody <laughs> wanting to flock around her and, and say, Oh, wow, you must be, you must be awesome or whatever. You know, I'm like, gosh, I can't take you anywhere. And, um, uh, <laughs> And now she wants to build a FJ that's better than mine. And then oh, I just don't know if it's going to work out or not. I just, I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Oh, I know it. I know. I give her a hard time. I give her a hard time. But, but your videos are just so funny. I just get a kick out of how you fight over tools and, and how you, how y'all just do everything in the, in the shop when you're doing your how-to videos and so w when did you realize that you had a knack for doing funny videos like this was it back during did y'all do this back during the the kayak videos or was is this something new uh, yeah yeah we we've never really taken ourselves really very serious <laughs> yeah no. yeah so. i don't even think we're funny i think that's just us <laughs> <laughs> so, and it comes across better for people i think if you're if you have a good sense of humor people 
uh, I mean, you know, they'll pay attention to you better, you know, <laughs> and they'll follow you along the video better if, if you know, if you're lighthearted, I guess. Yeah. 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 yeah I've uh, actually noticed in your last video uh, where you did the, uh, the clickbait, uh, some, some of the comments, uh, and apparently the people that, that commented don't know you very well. No, uh, no, I, I, you, I don't know if you noticed, but I, I actually had to put, I, I did a new thumbnail for the video. I had to put clickbait. On the yeah. Thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I noticed yeah. that when I saw it at first, that wasn't there. And then when I went back, I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, they're, they're putting this up front to maybe calm some people down. Yeah. Uh, because apparently everybody now is on edge and, uh, and wanting to, uh, you, you gotta be careful not to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. So, uh, oh, we're not too careful about that, but yeah, I understand. I understand. And I also noticed on, uh, you did one on, uh, GMRS radios and you commented on the ham and the ham test and the ham people just went nuts <laughs> with the gun. Con- I was that like, was- you, you gotta know these people. You gotta know. They don't claim to be super duper experts on communications. They're just trying to put a video out. Come on. Oh gosh. Well, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. It's it's kind of that way on social media too. Everybody's just oh, oh yeah ready on the offense. Uh, you have a pretty thick skin in right in social media. Right. Well, what are your favorite videos to do? Are they your trip? videos adventure videos your how-to videos which ones are your favorite ones to do uh i the next one the next one (laughs) oh okay okay uh i really like the trip videos because um it's i think it's more of a creative outlook or outlet um our how-to's which is what we really focus on we've gotten really kind of good at them and they go really smoothly so those are fun to do uh, I, I guess everything. I, I know that's not a good answer to your question. Oh, that's fun. I, I, I just like it when we're out out in the garage having some fun together. I, I think that's important to have fun together. Yeah. Um, but I do like our trip videos, too, especially when our daughter is along. And now when our grandson comes along, it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, uh, I don't know if anybody needs an excuse to go to Colorado, but y'all have yeah. a good one. <laughs> y'all have a good one. And, uh, if I had grandkids anywhere, I would want them to be in Colorado. That way I'd have an excuse to go out there more often because that is a awesome place. Yeah. They're actually in Durango. Oh, wow. What a perfect place. <laughs> what a perfect place. Well, I know, uh, I missed y'all at the, at the rendezvous. I know y'all were at the rendezvous a couple weekends ago, um, when you were out. And I also tried to hook up with you when y'all were out in Colorado and, and I stayed on the east side. Um, just south of Denver, and y'all were around Durango, so we couldn't hook up. But I was going to ask you, and I know this this is a question that has pretty much come up with everybody who does this a lot this year. How has the COVID affected your travel, if any? Um, travel, not so much, because when we travel and do you know overland trips, we are generally away from people. We really don't have to. Uh, going to town for much at all. We're pretty well self-supported. What we really missed, though, were the events. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were signed up for the FJ Summit again yeah. this year. Yeah. That was a disappointment when they had to cancel. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's 
the, the, the gatherings and the events not happening, that's really kind of taking a toll on us. But, you know, brighter days are ahead. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. I, I, I think that's why the rendezvous was so successful this year, because um, that was the first event since, I think, more expo in Springfield in February. And they yep. had canceled all of the expos except yep. that one. And that hit before uh, COVID hit. And then rendezvous comes. And even the um, the Dometic guy said that was the first event they did all year. And that's just unheard of. I and, know it. Uh, it's, it, it was... You know, I'm, I'm with you. When I travel, I like going where there are very little to no people. But the expos and the events like that, you get to see people you only get to see maybe once a year. And uh, and it's it's a really cool, different way to travel. So I really like going to those. Do you have yeah, any, uh, what what are your plans uh, coming up? What, what trips do you have coming up? Uh, well, we, we used to go camping a lot in the winter, but. You know, again, as we get older, we realize that it kind of sucks getting cold. So, <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> we don't do much camping in the winter, but we do want to get to the Moore Expo in February. And then next year, we have, let's see, in May, we have, well, our daughter out in Colorado, she's going to do a run across the Grand Canyon in May where they go, they go down from the South Rim cross the river up the north rim to the north rim and then turn around and come back and she's going to be doing that and we're going to be with her and then after she gets done with that we're going to go north of there into the grand staircase i believe can't re- yeah up in there anyways north of the grand canyon mm-hmm. and do a trip there probably bring uh come back through moab spend some time there and then back to colorado okay and- so that's going to be an extent one long extended trip yep Yep. Okay. And then in July, we have the FJ Summit, if that goes again. Um, and we've been bouncing around the idea of doing the Trans-Labrador Highway up in northern Quebec in Labrador. Hmm. Going up. Yeah, you pretty much go up straight north out of, uh, not Montreal, Quebec City maybe. Go straight north anyways, as far as you can drive. And then you turn east and, and cross Labrador. And all the way to the Atlantic coast, the North Atlantic, and bring that down the coast, down into Newfoundland and uh, New Brunswick, take a bunch of ferries to get ourselves back to Maine. Uh, I don't know if that'll happen next year, but wow, that's a- that sounds amazing. Yeah, it looks looks that's, like a sounds amazing. I've never even heard of that, and and just your description makes me want to go. So it's it sounds pretty amazing. Mark is always super ambitious and tries to cram a bunch. <laughs> I do. I do. I, well, you know, you're you're on this earth for a limited amount of time. You got to cram in as much as you can. I agree. I agree. We're never guaranteed time, and we got to use our time wisely. That's what I always yep. tell my friends. Sure enough. When I'm on my deathbed, I want to be able to look at myself in the mirror and say, "Boy, I did some crazy shit." <laughs> <laughs> Well, you could you could probably go ahead and make that statement now without anything in the future. I think uh, you've probably pretty, done quite a few things. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about your fundraiser that you got going on. I know you've posted it everywhere. Um, you got a fundraiser going on for Tread Lightly. So tell us about this. Uh, we do. We do. Um, so 
we have t-shirts and sweatshirts out there for sale. Um, we, we don't make any money off of this. We're donating anything, um, any. Yeah. All the profits that go any profits. Um, from the sale of these, uh, t-shirts and hoodies and this and that and women's t-shirts. There's, there's kids t-shirts. All the profits go towards tread lightly. It goes directly to them, uh, under the donor name. Uh, Friends of Wanderlust Overland. Okay. Yeah. All, all we, uh, all the, the only money taken out is for the person who uh, makes the T-shirts and prints right. them. Right. And, ship- and, and ships shipping. And shipping. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And it's really and- easy to do. We have a link. Um, if, if people want to uh, donate and get a T-shirt, uh, go to our Instagram page. It's uh, the link to it is in our profile, and that takes you directly to. Uh, the place that, or wait, no, that link actually takes, takes you to our website where we explain the whole thing. You know, the, the breakdown of the cost and exactly how much money for each shirt goes to, uh, Tread Light and how much goes to, uh, the, the printer. And, uh, there's a link there where you go to the site where you order it and they come in a bunch of different colors and every size. And it's called Bonfire, the site, and it's very secure. Yep. Yep. Very okay. secure. And they take your payment and they, uh, they, they'll print it in like two weeks and then you should have it within three weeks. Well, after the campaign ends, yeah. they ship it. Yep. Yes. Okay. That's cool. It worked really swell did it last year too and it was really successful so we decided to do it uh, again this year very good so it's the second annual uh tread lightly campaign and uh that's awesome very cool yeah, it, it goes through uh to, to the end of november and then it ends very cool very cool okay well tell us about your rigs uh you started out with the fj you transitioned into the forerunner and why, why did you make that decision? Uh, I'm kind of, I'm not insulted because I'm an FJ guy, but, uh, because I'm still a Toyota guy and, uh, the forerunners seem to be very popular. So I just want to ask you what caused you to, to transition into the forerunner? Uh, well, they don't make FJs anymore. Oh, um, I know it. And, and yeah. And, uh, I needed a daily driver, um, I wanted something new. Um, I didn't want to use that day. So, and the, and the Forerunner is a, a little bigger. Yeah, a little bit more cargo area. Um, I prefer the FJ myself. We, we do. We do. <laughs> See, we, bought, we bought our FJ brand new in 07, and it was Mary's daily driver for five years, and that was my daily driver. And that then, then we built it. And then when it, came time to buy another new vehicle um, they no longer made the FJ. so in seven, in 2017 we bought the forerunner and uh the forerunner has kind of taken on a life of its own it's the, the fj is built really very capable off-road in that and it's our favorite for taking off-road because of the slightly shorter wheelbase and mm-hmm. the and much better approach and departure angles right especially in the back end we've got we call the forerunner Big Booty Judy because it hangs <laughs> 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 the I love it. Big Booty Judy. It drags a little bit, but uh, <laughs> but the forerunner is, is really built nice now for traveling. Right. So that's primarily what we use it for. We use it for our long trips and, and camping out of. The FJ we still use for uh, more 
uh, aggressive off-roading. Okay. All right. Well, but, um, okay, go ahead. Uh, I, I was just going to say both are, are uh, really capable vehicles. We're really happy. Actually, the FJ was the first uh, actual foreign vehicles that we ever bought. And now I love them. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah. We'd never go without a Toyota from now on. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> unbelievably dependable. They are. Uh, my wife, actually, the one that she bought, she's had it for a year and a half now. Um, she actually found it here in, in our city. It was uh, 2013 with 5,000 original miles on it. Oh, wow. And uh, she, next thing I know, she's bringing it home. And and uh, now I won't let her drive it. <laughs> I said, we're saving this thing. This thing is going to last us forever. So uh, right now it's only got like 20,000 miles on it, and it's like brand new. And uh, we're building it up a little bit if possible. But, but everybody that has an FJ is screaming for Toyota to bring them back bring them back but uh yeah this it's it's crazy how when you have one how much you love it and don't want to give it up but uh but i understand about the about the forerunner they're real comfortable to travel in you you don't have the suicide doors to mess with and and uh they're just very very capable good vehicles strong vehicles and uh and uh, i don't have anything against the forerunner at all yeah it has the same running gear the same uh chassis just a little few inches longer same uh same suspension same engine transmission transfer case rear end as the as the fj right well tell me about your setup um i know you don't travel with rooftop tent so tell us uh tell us about your setup and why you chose to set up the way you do um well bringing up the rooftop tent um we're not huge fans of rooftop tents um they're I, do, I personally do not like any excessive weight on the roof. Okay. I like, I like to keep the center of gravity down as far as we can. For me, it's just a more simple, um, I don't want to have to carry our dogs up and down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you do travel with pets? We do. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Like, luckily, they're lightweight. So. <laughs> okay. Well, I've seen pictures, but, but one, uh, you called it a shop dog. So I didn't know if you carried the shop dog with you if it stayed in the shop or whatever but uh i was wondering if you travel with pets so that's that's good to know yeah whenever we can yeah sure so uh ground tents uh anything else special with your with your with your setup uh we uh we like to make everything as convenient as possible um that's how we have it outfitted so we don't really have to be digging through bins for anything. We don't have to uh, go searching for anything because when 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 you have to do that, we found in the past, anyways, when you have to search for something, a lot of times you just give up on the search and mm-hmm. just do without. So we we've really thought our our uh, setup out really well, so we can get at everything really easy, especially the kitchen items. We have a we've designed a a drawer system in the back where with counter space and it really works out well. In fact, when we're traveling down the interstate, we used to just stop in at fast food places to grab a bite, bite to eat. But now we can stop at a rest area or, or gas station and just, you know, just eat out of the back. And it's just as quick as. And it's so much healthier. Yeah. Oh yes. You're, that is definitely correct. <laughs> gas yeah. station food and truck stop food is not 
is not built not built for uh, long lives. That's for sure. No, uh, and we have a fridge. Uh, we, yeah, once we got fridges in our vehicles, we won't go back to a cooler anymore because the fridges are so much more convenient. I agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. Okay. Um, well, let me ask you this. Uh, we'll, uh, unless you got anything else for us, I want to, I want to ask you a couple things. Um, overlanding has really taken on a life of its own within the last, uh, five, six years here in the United States. I know it's been around longer in other places, but it, it's pretty much exploded here yes. in the last, in the last five years. And so I was wanting to ask you, you, you've been doing this a while. Where do you see overlanding in the next five to 10 years? Well, if COVID continues. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming COVID doesn't exist well, after November the well, 4th or whatever. With the COVID thing, there is a lot of people out there. Oh, it's oh. it's crazy. I've never seen so many people in the woods as I have right now. Yeah, yes. which which is kind of a double-edged sword. You know, it, it, it's people getting out and, and experience experiencing outdoors and outdoors. Unfortunately, when you have that many people, um, and a lot of people that are really new that are, are that don't want to step on toes or, or make people mad, but a lot of the people out there are not allowed, but some of the people don't know the outdoor ethics, kind of making a mess or, uh, you know, but I don't know. I don't know. I <laughs> should. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, where I see it going is, um, I think it's going to keep going strong. Yeah. I, I think people are, are going to be, um, yeah, I think that the whole overlanding thing is just the name itself is going to be a huge umbrella for a lot of camping activities. I mean, and it, it already is. It's, it, it covers, you know, just people that go out to the state parks on the weekends, to people who take multi, you know, uh, country trips, you know, that take a year. Or so, so it, it's really a huge umbrella. Uh, I think that maybe it will eventually come down to breaking off into uh, different areas of overlanding. Um, yeah, subgroups. Yeah, subgroups. Yeah, where where there's different names i think other than just overlanding yeah i think it uh the the term actually is so broad yeah it's i mean it it includes i mean it's 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 taken in uh kayaking and and i mean everything seems to fall under such a huge umbrella that i just don't see it going anywhere but up um because you know number one the gear is just outrageously freaking cool um every time somebody that's why people like going to the expos to see all the the newest and greatest trailers campers rooftop tents all the ground tents everything and uh it's just so fun to see all the all the new stuff that i can't afford to buy and and it's it's just amazing and uh so i think the gear is really what probably what's going to push it for a lot of people, but now that people have actually got out there and done it, they realize they enjoy it. And yes. uh, I just, I think it's, I think it's going to last for a long time. 
Um, so and I love seeing people enjoy the outdoors. I have to admit, I think that's that's wonderful. I do yeah, too. I think it's therapeutic, and uh, it it helps uh, release a lot of pressures that normally people might have to take medication for. Um, and so it's it's a good thing. Uh, I know I, it is for me. It is. It's. It, it, I I compare sitting next to a fire at night to be at about the same therapeutic. Uh, as as therapeutic as petting a dog. Yeah. You know how it brings your heart rate down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a stupid analogy. But... <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't what I was expecting, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> uh, that's that would be one of those times where my wife looks at me and says, "I just never know what's going to come out of your mouth." <laughs> I got the look. <laughs> oh, I get that a lot. I get that a lot. So, where do you see where do you see Wanderlust Overland in the next five to ten years? What are y'all's plans for the future? Uh, well, uh, we'll definitely. Uh, I don't know about Wanderlust, but the two of us will keep. Oh yeah, well, yeah, we're, we got going. we got a long haul ahead of us. But <laughs> with Wanderlust, we'll we'll get another rig here in the few, next couple of years and, and do another build on it. What we really would like to do is is transition from the house more into uh, the trip videos and more uh, more how-tos in, instead of uh, building rigs how-to, uh, more into the uh, how to get out and overland or to camp and, that, and, and do uh, tips and tricks and all that okay. for us. Uh, not kill each other. And not kill each other. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is how you go out uh, camping with your wife and not kill her. I understand. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's an art There's, to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is an art to that. Um, definitely. <laughs> well, when you when you travel long distances with each other, um, you know that's got to be understandable. Uh, you you might you may need some alone time so uh oh, oh, oh yeah we totally understand that we we and we can we notice we recognize when we have both had enough of each other so. yeah <laughs> yeah on, we know yeah and we don't even have to talk about it we no, just know you just uh, go off and- <laughs> i understand i I get off uh, from my regular job, my regular nine to five, all of June and July, and my wife still has to work. So when I'm not gone and I'm home, I can't tell you how many times she looks at me and says, surely you've got somewhere to go. Surely, (laughs) surely there's a trip you've been wanting to take. Um, I would suggest you do it now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's definitely I totally understand that. Totally understand that. Well, you know, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed visiting with you. Um, I thank you for taking time. I know you're busy on the weekends, and uh, I thoroughly thank you so much for taking time out of your day to visit with me. And uh, it, was, it was so much fun. Thanks. It's good to talk to you. Definitely, you're definitely. Like I've I've been listening to your podcast. You're kind of like the um, Bob Ross, the painter, or Rod. <laughs> A overlanding podcast. You're very relaxing. You have a very relaxing voice. Uh, well, uh, I never, never thought of it as 
uh, Bob the painter. Um, I, <laughs> I was shooting for, let me tell you what I was shooting for. I was shooting for Paul Harvey. That's oh, what I was shooting for. Paul Harvey's cool too. Uh, All right. So rest of the story right right see i that was the very first talk radio i ever listened to in my life when i was younger and i just remember how cool he was and yeah. and at the end you were going wow that was good and yeah, uh yeah. so that's what i'm shooting for but i guess uh i guess i will go with uh bob the painter and, yeah. until i can reach the paul harvey uh <laughs> plateau put, i guess i put a little tree right there <laughs> oh my goodness uh all right show's over that's it i'm out oh my god all right well i'll, I'll try to be more lively next time and uh and try to keep everybody awake instead of talking them to sleep with my little clouds up in the corner and trees over in the lip <laughs> Oh man! Well, thank you again for for joining me on this on this podcast. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I cannot wait to get up and meet you guys in person. I will be at the Moore Expo, and I hope y'all get to make it down there for that. If not before, uh, see y'all before because uh, I just I just want to meet y'all face to face. Y'all are a truly enjoyable couple, and remind me so much of my wife and myself. And every day I'm wondering how she hasn't killed me in my sleep. So it's, uh, y'all, y'all are just perfect. (laughs) You always sleep with one eye open. Always, always. Well, thank y'all again. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to end this. And, uh, let me, let me tell everybody out there, check out Wanderloss Overland on Instagram, Facebook, and check out their YouTube. You will not be disappointed. You will be thoroughly entertained. And, uh, it's just something that you will not want to miss. Hope everybody has a wonderful day safe week get out there while you still have time and see something you've never seen go somewhere you've never gone because life is too short see ya you know aaron at artemis overland hardware in springfield missouri is the very first place i ever went to actually put my eyes and hands on all the things that i had been looking at online Aaron has done a great job putting together a great store. I hope you're able to go there. If not, check out www.artemisoverland.com and see all the hundreds and thousands of products that he offers there. Aaron's not only a good guy, but he is a super friend. And I hope you go and call him or check out the website today, artemisoverland.com. This is the Overend Philosopher. This is the Overland Philosopher signing off. Hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.